Welcome to Adventures with My 40s. I'm Courtney Novak, a 41-year-old woman trying to figure out how to thrive during this decade of life. You can find the show notes at CourtneyHenningNovak.com. And here's the show. Hello, adventurers. This is episode 24, and I'm recording this on Tuesday, April 6, 2021. A year plus. Oh my gosh like really a year plus into the pandemic. And here in Pasadena, we are at last on the verge of the hybrid hellscape. I I know I'm being negative by calling it hellscape, but I'm also trying to be realistic about what it's going to be like um, so that my hopes aren't too high. It was sort of like the end of 2020. It felt like the pandemic happened in 2020. Everything's going to be better in 2021. And then January, you know, sucked major ass here. And it, you know, it, it, it was partly because of a bunch of, like, my Pippa broke her nose. Uh, the cases were higher in Pasadena. So I wasn't seeing anyone and we were at home all the time. But it was also, I think, because I went into January with these high expectations of it being so much better and you know and it sucked so I'm hopeful that if I have pretty shitty expectations for the for hybrid school I will not be so bitterly disappointed when it when it sucks it's here in Pasadena they are following a simultaneous learning model so people got to decide whether their kids were going back or were staying in distance learning for the rest of the year. And then there's, I think like the numbers, there can't be more than 16 people in a classroom and that includes adults. So if you had more than, depending on some kids have AIDS, so sometimes you need more adults, but it would shake out that um, if you had less than 14 kids wanting to go back, then the kids could go four days a week or otherwise they broke the kids into cohorts and they go two days a week. So Pippa's class has cohorts and has two cohorts plus um, several children who are not going back at all for different reasons. And our teacher is going to be, is expected to teach to the kids who are in class on the days that they're in class and to the kids who are distance learning at the same time. This sounds like it's going to be a shit show. My niece, who lives up in Northern California, their district is following, it's, it's, I think it's Sonoma County, their district is following a model where you're, they're going every day, either in the morning or the afternoon, and the distance learners are doing it separately at their own time. And they also, if necessary, shuffle the classes around so that if like one class had too many kids going back and not and then another class had very few, they would move kids to a different teacher so that they could be in person. And Pasadena is like, no, no, we're not doing that. That would be really difficult for the kids. It's like, no, this whole past year has been really difficult for the kids. Pippa would be totally fine with a new teacher. I've had that happen where um, a teacher went on maternity leave during the school year and we got a different teacher mid-year. I mean, I know it mostly happened in high school, but it, 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 it happens and, and kids are resilient and they survive but you know, so they're not so Pippa's going back two days a week 
and then Mondays is always just one hour, everyone is on their computer. That's not a big deal. And then Thursday, Fridays, she has to distance learn. And the teacher will be at school with a bunch of kids, like over 10, in the classroom with him. And he will be wearing a face mask while teaching to kids in school and kids on the computer. I don't even, can they, how well can you hear a person who's wearing a face mask and talking to you over Google Meets? I, so I'm a little skeptical about how this is going to work out, not really how I would have organized this. I thought when they were throwing out the proposals that it was going to be your kid goes on their cohort days and on the other days they have work that was sent home and they work through like a packet. That would make sense, but like I said, hybrid hellscape, here we come. I mean, it's progress and it's good to just get it started. So this starts, I want to say April 12th. We are in spring break. Hallelujah. And I am recording this at 4.11 in the afternoon because my children are at camp. Oh, it's so amazing. There is a city camp from Pasadena that runs this week. They are there at 8 a.m. Like that's the latest drop off time. 8 a.m. And the earliest pickup time is 4.30. And it costs 30 bucks for the whole week. Oh, my God. So this is day two of having both of my children at camp. It's, I have to admit, I felt a little guilty about sending Julian because ordinarily I would want my kids to, to have a break from school and from having activities and to just sort of be lazy and play outside and maybe go to the zoo one day. But Pippa definitely needed to go to camp because she's been isolated and um, is an extrovert and was so thrilled when I told her she was going to camp. And then when she found out that three of her friends were going, she was even happier. But she just would have been fine going without friends there. She just, she, and she asked me to pick her up at five. I was like, no, I'm going to pick up at 4.30, but, because your brother will be tired. So, and don't worry if I, if the episode runs a little long, I haven't forgotten them. Nathan is actually picking them up at 4.30, because he's still working from home. God bless. So, I did though feel, so I felt no guilt, not at all guilty about sending Pippa. I felt the opposite of guilt. I felt like, yes, we're doing something that is great for her because she has just been craving some independence. Seriously, she's like, when I take her up to her pod, I always go in with her and I stay a while. And she's been asking, can you just drop me off? And she started piano lessons and she, it's a half hour lesson and it's, you know, over five minutes from her house. So I just hang out there. And I also feel a little weird leaving her at a new place for music lessons. So she has been asking, though, she's like, can't you just leave me? I'm like, well, what, you want me to stay in the car? She's like, no, go home and then come back. So, she, yeah, she really needs the independence. But I, so I, I was feeling a little guilt about Julian, and I was like, snap out of it. He's not even going to as much school because there's none of this, there's very limited after-school activities. Like, usually, like, when Pippa was his age at preschool, she went five days a week and did stayed longer at least three of those days. And Julian has only stays longer two days, and it's for not as late. Like it's he stays till 1.30, whereas Pippa was able to stay till like 2.30 or 3. So Julian has not been going to nearly as much school as Pippa, and I need some time. I got to do so much writing today and yesterday. It's actually like revising, but which includes some writing. Just I can feel the progress on my 
Brumont novel. Which just feels so good, getting that. Just because it, it inches along a lot more slowly, one chapter at a time. And to, like today, I worked through three and a half chapters. And I might finish that fourth chapter when I finish this up. It's just, it's so nice to have all this time. I needed this. So this is, this camp this week is for Pippa and it's for me. And Julian had fun yesterday, so he's just, he's going to have to suck it up because, uh, like, I want to talk about pandemic philosophy. Because one of the things I've definitely, I, I've been, people have been telling me this, you know, ever since I had kids, that you can't pour from an empty cup. And I believe that. But the pandemic, it really shows me, like, I, I can't do this unless I take care of myself first. And this week, sending my kids to camp, that is me taking care of myself, getting the time to write and to just have stretches of time where I'm not, you know, it's always back and forth, back and forth with the early dismissal from school and from pod and like it's a lot of juggling of schedules and it's a lot of interruptions. It's just nice to not have to deal with that for one week. And it's only one week, but I will take it. Oh, so yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. I have, I'm also still working on the concept of surrender. I understand surrender as the different writers and speakers talk about it in different ways, but essentially it's that you have to let go. Actually, I think, hang on, I have a book right here and I was reading from it earlier today. Let me see. I think it had a quote about surrender that I liked. I have been working from this book called Badass Habits by Jen Shinshiro. It's her newest book. She wrote You Are a Badass, which you might have seen. It was everywhere when it first came out, like a yellow book with it written You Are a Badass in big font. I love her work. So I listened to this as the audiobook and then bought it. And it has a 21-day program. And I have been following the program. And it's 21 days, and I just finished day 20 today. And I've skipped a couple of days where I couldn't do it. All right, here it is. Here's her quote about surrender. Why should I try to, like, bumble my way through some distorted description when I could just read to you from Jen Shinshira from Badass Habits? She talks about practicing trust and letting go. Surrender and rigid control are opposite sides of the same energy. Control is resistance. Surrender is acceptance. Control is believing you know what's best. Surrender is believing the universe is working through you. Control is fear. Surrender is faith. When we forcefully go after what we want, white knuckle it, push, push, push to the point of exhaustion, we risk losing our connection to our desires and connect instead to our fear and lack. When you resist, what you resist persists. When you resist the temptation to sleep in, resist eating a bowl of macaroni and cheese, resist the urge to binge watch TV, you are focusing on what you don't want, can't have, instead of what you're excited about. Surrendering allows you to detach from fear and open up and focus on infinite possibility. Again, this is a delicate dance because we absolutely need to take focused action to achieve our goals, but we must do it from a place of surrender and trust and excited expectation. So this is a, a description of surrender that actually resonates with me. The word surrender to me, I mean, it, it immediately makes me think about 
you know, military and armies and surrendering and surrender as being defeat. Like surrender feels to me like a word that is synonymous with defeat. So it's still not my favorite word for, you know, however, for whatever reason, the way that the word surrender, I have encountered it, it feels very negative. But this way that Sincero describes it, it seems very positive about focusing on infinite possibility and staying connected with the universe and having faith that, I mean, you know, if you want to call it the universe or God or source energy, that that, that is working through you. And I like going from a place of working from a place of abundance rather than fear and lack. And I like living with faith instead of fear. So that's something that can be applied. I mean, it's a book about habits. So the habit I'm working on is following the Noom program. I was, I've been doing Noom for, I broke up with it for a bit, but I've been redoing it. Um, I, but, but I got back together with it after like a six week hiatus and I have been doing the, you know, sort of following it, but not very closely. And I decided I, you know, if I, they set a daily, there's a lot of things about Noom that I love. Like there's psychology lessons and then you have a group where you can, you know, rant and vent and talk with people and you have a coach who helps you set weekly goals, but they also give you a daily calorie budget. And I was not, meeting the calorie budget. I would meet it until like dinner time and then I would just ignore it and be like whatever and I would like eat a thousand calories between like afternoon snacks and then like nighttime grazing and would just blow any efforts I had made throughout the day. But I was you know lying to myself like no 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 I'm doing doom and just ignoring the 800 plus extra calories I was eating daily. So the good habit I've been building for the past three weeks is sticking to my calorie budget. Didn't actually do it this weekend. It was Easter, my brother was in town. There was a lot of good food to be had. There was quiche that was from out of this world. And I enjoy, and I baked a carrot cake, which is one of my best dishes. And I, I love the carrot cake that I ate. And I had double servings of quiche. And, and I was like, I'm not going to record this, but otherwise I have been following the program and I have reversed. I was slow. My weight was slowly creeping back up and I've reversed course and I've lost a couple pounds and I feel really good about that. And where was I going with this? I was talking about Noom and I was talking about habits. Yes. So I've been using this book as <laughs> welcome to my podcast. Sometimes I ramble and I have no idea what I'm talking about. But as I was saying, this book is talking about surrender in the context of habits, which for me, this right now is about eating healthy and keeping my calories on track for losing weight. But it also applies to the pandemic, the idea of, you know, just believing that this is like all going to work out eventually, you know, for, um, it's hard to talk about the pandemic in those terms, but there, it is a mindset that I'm working on. Detaching from fear. Jen Shinsero writes, surrendering allows you to detach from fear and open up and focus on infinite possibility. So that's what I want to do. Like, I don't know what next school year is going to be like, and that's frustrating and a little scary or terrifying. And I'm trying to surrender to the fact 
that I have no idea and I don't have control over what the school districts do or what the teachers union wants and whether like going forward with hybrid school and Pippa going back to school and it her having to be distance learning two days with a teacher who's going to be wearing a face mask and she might not hear the teacher at all like who knows how that's going to be but I'm trying to trust that you know if I resist how much the hybrid hellscape sucks I probably need to stop calling it the hellscape because right there and then I'm triggering all sorts of like just negative assumptions so I need to tr not trust but I'm resisting the hybrid situation and I just need to figure that e even amongst the shittiness like I could like some of it like I'm allowed to say that like the way they've set it up is pretty shitty but that maybe it's for the best it'll build character uh, we'll teach maybe patience or flexibility and maybe the maybe it's gonna be a real shit show next week when we go back and maybe that will cause the district and the teachers union to get back together and hash things out for a better 2021-22 school year so who knows um I like talk I, I like the idea of talking about pandemic philosophy today just because I'm in that zone in between pure distance learning and hybrid simultaneous model so yes working on surrender um, and I would love to find a better word than surrender let me know if you have a word that you like better because surrender to me still means defeat but I want to have focus on that idea of detaching detaching from fear and focusing on infinite possibility and while I'm doing that I need to release my expectations another wonderful book I've been listening to is called um, Unfuck Yourself by Gary Bishop and I've been seeing this everywhere it has like the picture of the hand with a lot of words written on it and I've been like I, I loved the subtle art of not giving a fuck and I assumed that this was just someone making like a cash grab like oh a self-help book with the word fuck in the title so I, I sort of was like I, I don't need this book but it finally it, it, it kept coming on my radar and it was available from the Los Angeles library, the audiobook. So I listened to it and oh my God, if you like library, if you like audiobooks and you like self-help half as much as I do, you have to listen to this. The author is Scottish and he's hilarious. And his way of just delivering what he's written, just like the words he emphasizes, the pauses, it's just amazing. And it's, only it's I think it's less than three hours long so it's a fast read and he talks a lot about expectations and how expectations set us up for suffering and when our reality doesn't match our expectations that can be that's what causes suffering because we're just so upset about the difference between what we expected and what's actually happening which has definitely been part of the pandemic hello every day since the first lockdown last march here it's been i, I no one ex, no one was going around expecting a pandemic to just shut down life as we know it i i never would have expected this time a year ago that pippa would not go to school in person 
for another year. That that people in you know I, that I'd be wearing. No, it's just there's so much that defies my expectations these days that I'm stuttering for words here because my expectations have been really disappointed, and I think that has added to my suffering a lot. And I would like to to do better at releasing my expectations, or when you hear my husband, he is leaving to get our children. Go Nathan. Um, when I'm annoyed at a situation, as, you know, pandemic, hybrid, distance learning related, I would like to say like, okay, what is going on? How much am I annoyed or how much am I struggling because of real difficulty? Like, you know, the first weeks of distance learning were truly, truly awful because the computer was always crashing. The program they were using was just really difficult to use. It was so many new things to learn and helping Pippa navigate it and her feelings. Like that was true, like that was really tough because it was really tough. But there was also a layer of it was really tough because it wasn't what I expected. I expected my second grader to be going to school in person. I mean, even in June of last year, the school district did a presentation and acted like, yes, we're going back, but it's going to be, you know, this hybrid, like only two days with cohorts. And I was like, well, at least we're getting something. And then it was when, well, no, just kidding, it's just distance learning. It was like, it, there was a lot of internal resistance to, by me, to the situation. And I've had a lot of internal resistance to the pandemic. And I have noticed that when I'm like, well, what will be will be and you know that doesn't mean I just sit around and eat bonbons all day but if I stop trying to control things that are out of my control if I stop you know just being afraid of the unknown like life is pretty damn good so surrender releasing expectations and also I keep working on change is the only certainty it's it change is constant so why not embrace it? Gary Bishop, I think, talks about that too. I've been listening flip-flopping between Unfuck Yourself and You Are a Badass. So like, like I, I literally, I listened to the audiobook for You Are a Badass, and then I listened to Unfuck Yourself, and I started re-listening to You Are a Badass today, in addition to having listened to the audio for Badass Habits. And I'm just, I'm in this zone where I am trying to change the way I think and interact with the world and make it more positive. And I gravitated towards these two offers to just change my energy and change. Like if I'm more positive, I can, I, it just feels better and it feels easier. And I think if I'm in an, that's for another episode, let's, let's go back to pandemic philosophy. So change is the only certainty and ooh, we have been taught that this year. And that's can be scary, but it can also be very exciting. Like change is the only certainty. So of course, the the way that school has been this year, it's going to change. And a year from now, it's going to look very different than it does right now today. And that's a good thing. So I'm embracing change, even as it is a roller coaster. I'm also doing my damn best to embrace uncertainty, because life is always uncertain, folks. And the appearance of certainty before 
was an illusion. Like, and I've, and I, life keeps teaching me that. Like, you know, when asbestos shut down Julian's preschool, and I thought, well, ha ha, that's the only time my kid's school will ever shut down. There's just nothing that could possibly shut my kid's school down for more than like a week at a time. And then, ha ha, hello, pandemic. So, uncertainty is always going to be there. And I was talking earlier about you can't pour from an empty cup. Definitely, definitely true during the pandemic. And there's no need to be a martyr. Just do do what you have to do to take care of yourself and get through this. So a last thought I have, it's a little cheesy, but I love it, is did you know a butterfly has to struggle to get out of the cocoon or its wings won't be strong enough to fly? I, I definitely think that this is one of those struggling to get out of the cocoon times in my life and that I am going to look back on this experience someday and say, hell yeah, I did that and I did my best to thrive and now I am stronger than ever thanks to that experience. Like I said, cheesy. I'm feeling cheesy, having listened a lot to You Are a Badass and Unfuck Yourself. And you know what? I am liking cheesy these days. I, um, I'm i doing my affirmation cards every day. And I am saying my mantra that I created with badass habits. And I am changing my identity. And it feels good. And pandemics suck still. And the hybrid adventure ahead feels like it has a lot of potential to suck, but I am going to try to surrender. Release my expectations. Remember that change is the only uncertainty. No, change is the only certainty. That uncertainty is everywhere and constant. And that I can't pour from an empty, empty cup, so I have to keep refilling myself that, like daily. And if I keep struggling one of these days, I will emerge from the cocoon and fly. All right, folks, that's enough rambling from me. My noisy kids will be home soon from camp. Bless their hearts. I hope you are doing your best to stay sane during these crazy, crazy times. But remember, crazy times, it's like a cocoon and we're learning and we're, we're struggling and damn, we are living and having, and we will have some stories to tell our grandchildren. All right. I love you all. Have a good week. Welcome to Adventures with My 40s. I'm Courtney Henning Novak, a 42-year-old woman doing my best to thrive during this decade of life. You can find the show notes at CourtneyHenningNovak.com. And here's the show.